All right, start. Okay, start. Here we go. Okay, you got your face on. You ready? Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleJohansson.us. That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R-A-B-R-K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Hello. Pepsi and Waterburger are not sponsors of our podcast. All right. So today we're reviewing The Bad Batch, Episode 15, Return to Camino, and Episode 16, Camino Lost. The finale. Um, the finale. Two-part finale, basically. It's, uh, they both basically start one, one after the other one. So, uh, and we got a couple news things today. I thought we'd do some more uh, deep diving on a couple things that uh, you know, are Star Wars lore. And then I've got some, an article here about um, one of the new shows that's supposed to come out next year. Uh, so with that, let's start that. It's time for the news. There we go. Uh, so the first article I've got is from Illuminati.com, and they're they're talking about the uh, new show Acolyte. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, the term Acolyte in Star Wars is a uh, another. Um, meaning for uh, a, a Padawan that is a dark uh, force user. No. So uh, that, that's what they call, you know, the Sith call their Padawans as an acolyte. Um, and this part of this article is talking about um, some new people that are cast for the show because um, they're supposed to start filming um, this fall. And uh, there's a, let's see, let's just say two new characters. Uh, Amanda Steinberg is going to be the lead, named Aurora. Um, that's a good name, but that's not a dark name. Well, we'll probably find out what the dark uh, name, what, you know, the, their name is. So they always, so, always uh, get a different a different name, you know, like Anakin was oh, but, Darth Vader. So I guess they've already been turned, and they're just learning the dark side. Could be. 
could so, be, or they could, you know, some so, some people embrace the dark side from the beginning, so they don't, yeah, do, you know, they don't turn. Do they? Do they already have their lightsaber? So the crystal, the crystals don't matter, but it's, you know, I just wonder if there's a place they get their dark side if they get a near new lightsaber that they get a crystal well, that's dark. It's, I mean, yes and no. So <clears throat> the crystals they use for the, you know, for the Sith, basically they take the crystal and they, they press it. Um, and what the concept is, is the reason it's red is because they press it so hard that the, the crystal actually bleeds. Oh, I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah, we, we can look into that deeper. Uh, That's interesting. At another time, maybe. Yeah. Find an article, but um, we'll find something. We'll get deep into that because that's that's interesting too. Yeah, I, I've read about that before. I think actually it was in some of the Clone Wars. Maybe, maybe uh, Yoda said something about it somewhere. Mm. Um, but anyway, um. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Uh, there's uh, so on this Acolyte show, so there's not a lot of details around it. Um, it's supposed to happen in the timeline before um, all the movies. So before, um, you know, the prequels and everything, it's supposed to be. Oh, wow. There's a, so that, and that whole time is interesting too. I was looking into that. Um, the other day, um, all throughout the history before then, there's always been a battle where the Sith are, are trying to take over the universe or something like that. And it goes back and forth. And there hmm. was actually a long period in that timeline where the Sith were actually in control of the entire um, you know, universe or whatever you want to call it. Oh. Um, the different no, versions the of no the realm. Yeah, different versions of what they call they called the Republic, or they, they called um, they called it something else in the mm. past too. But there, there's multiple versions of the Republic in, uh, in part of it. So uh, sometimes it's ruled by Sith, sometimes it's ruled by Jedi, and of course there's a big uh, mm -hmm. fight between Jedi's and uh, and Sith. Um, but anyway, so this is during that timeline, and um, uh, we don't really know exactly when yet when the time when the timeline it is. Um, I think if you look at our website, pull it up here. Look at our website and look at the timeline link that we have there. They um, say that this show happens. 82 BBY, which is 82 before the Battle of Yavin, which is the actual battle when the Death Star blew up. Mm. Um, first Death Star. The first so it's 80, 82 years before that time, which, you know, is at least a generation or two. Um, that's almost 100 years. So, yeah. Um, nobody we know is going to be in that show. Um, at least yeah. in through the movies and such. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that there's that. There's a couple, there's a new uh, role that they're looking for someone for, for a character called uh, 
Miri, M I R I. That, you know, to me, that, that would round stuff out because they never really told the story of the dark side. Yeah, that episode I'm interested in too. There's not a lot around it. You know, we we know some. Um and, and you know in the in the animated shows they did a lot with the Jedi stuff, right? They they told yeah. a lot of those they, they went and visited different places and whatever. But we don't have a lot with uh, the dark side at all. Because everybody's afraid to talk about it. Talk about it, then you turn to the dark side. Oh. Um anyway. So that's that. And I'm, I'm excited about that show. I've been, I'm excited about any show that's in that timeline area. Because I mean, mm-hmm. they, there's a lot of books um, that I told you about before. They're called the Star Wars: The High Republic. Yeah. And that that's the timeline that's you know way before all of our movies, before the prequels and everything. Um, you know, it, it's it's a time when the when the Jedi are you know, becoming, you know, into power like they are. We can see them in the prequels and then it's, you know, the, the fight between the Sith and all that stuff. There's a lot going on there. So, um, it, it's, it, it, you know, there's talk that they're going to do another series in that timeline too. And like I said, I'm really excited about that whole timeline because it's, it's a chance for them to do something totally different, right? Because, yeah. We have no history of it, so it's all. Yeah. It can all be completely yeah. new and stuff. Yeah, that's it. It'll be all new, like you said. So then, the second article I've got is from Looper.com, and this one um, is called "The History of Order 66." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it talks about. We all know that, uh, you know, uh, the emperor, you know, appeared on the little hollow, hollow things that, uh, execute order, and then they they killed the the Jedi, right? So, yeah. Um, all right. So, and they talked a lot about it in the Clone Wars, um, So the chips were designed to erase an existing bias or belief, including ones about about the Jedi and um, to enforce total obedience. That's that's what happens when Order 66 is is basically activated on the chip. Um, So uh, the history part is, 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 uh, Master Sifo-Dyas commissioned a clone army for the Republic and gave, you know, through the Caminos. Um, and the original c- control trip was to make the clones less aggressive than um, the template Django Fett. Because Django was apparently a lot more aggressive. So they... Uh, uh, wanted to temper them down a little bit, so they weren't uh, you know, as much. That's what the chip was originally designed for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, you know, Darth Sidious, uh, you know, the Emperor found out about that. He wasn't the Emperor back then. He found out about this um, idea along with uh, Darth Tyrannus, which is Count Duco. Uh, they they both found out about this this chip and everything, and they um, killed Sifo-Dyas and um, then um, basically hid all the information from the Jedi Council. So the Jedi Council was never informed that the clones were, uh, were a thing. Um, so uh, the two basically took control of the program and led the Kamoans to think that they were, uh, you know, in charge of the operation or whatever. Um, yeah. The chip was so small, microscopic in size, that um, it was hard for instruments to find it in the first place. Um, it says here that they perform a level five atomic brain scan to find um, the chip. And that's why we kind of see in the... Uh, in, in the Bad Batch, they don't really talk about that, how, it, how they had trouble finding it. Um, I think the reason we were able to find them is because Tech was able to isolate some sort of signal that was coming off of them. Um, so he could detect if you know a clone had a chip or not. Um, and uh, let's see. So uh, looks like a clone named uh, Toop was the first one to have it removed. Um, he had some sort of accident or whatever that um, activated the chip. And, uh, you know, he was going crazy and they put him in a medical bay and they found this chip in him. Um, and that's around the time when uh, Commander Rex found out about the chip as well. Because um, they removed this this tubes chip on uh, a you know a vent venture class star destroyer, which is the same um, type of ship that the uh, Bad Batch from had their chips removed on when they uh, went to that uh, place. Um, let's see. I wonder what I wonder what I guess. It had to be put in on, in the embryonic stage, I guess. Or yeah, it, it talks about that. It's uh, um, it's after development and everything, so it's not, you know, while they're in the chamber or whatever, you know, the tubes. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to find where it says that. A lot, of, a lot of this is about um, how they first found out there was a chip um, because Fives was involved. The clone named Fives was, on, was involved in it. Uh, Rex resisted the uh, chip. Yeah, this is all a big thing about Okay. 
And and it also, yeah, it talks in here a little bit about why um, the Empire phased out clone troopers, which I thought was interesting. Um, it, there's some quotes in here from a 2014 Comic-Con panel of Dave Filoni. Um, and he explains the clones had accelerated aging which generally made them unfit for fighting and their skills uh, and life force depleted rapidly. So, um, you know, their, their lifetime was very short is why okay. they could get stormtroopers that were humans that would, you know, they could count on for years and yeah. clones. They couldn't necessarily do that. Um, let's see what it says. I'm trying to find this part where it talks about when they put them, put it in. Yeah, there's, yeah. And it talks about how, um, you know, after the clones had done the majority of the, uh, you know, killing of the Jedi, um, Darth Vader um, commissioned the Inquisitors, um, and it calls them a group of Force-sensitive agents tasked in hunting down. Uh, any Jedi who survived Order 66. Well, we had a... Force sensitive, so. Yeah, I think some of them are and some of them aren't. Not all of them are actually force sensitive, but um, majority are. So there's a yeah. lot, uh, from what I understand, there's a lot of the Inquisitors that were Jedi and they. Um, didn't agree with the philosophy and how things were going, so they um, became inquisitors later on. Oh, you mean like what's her name? That quit. Soka? Yeah, but she didn't become, I mean, she didn't go that far, but she, you know. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, right, I'm trying to read this to find that. I talk about that, but it was it was later on in the uh, development of the clones that they put the chip in. Um, I think basically because they wanted to make sure the clone was viable, basically, and not, you know, I guess early in the development, uh, you know, there was always a chance that the clone would not survive or something, so they uh, waited until later to put the chip in. Yeah, they kind of kind of put it into instead of Order sixty six, they could have just put an incinerary in there, like poof. Yeah, yeah. And it, it talks in here how um, um, there were several Sith that um, were basically uh, knocked out and hurt very badly in. During that time when they were out, they saw visions about this um, oh. about this these, this clone army, yeah, and the, the chip and everything, and that's how they uh, you know they they, they saw uh, future events or something, and that's how they were able to find out about the um, clones in the first place. And okay.
Yeah. And once they uh, once they took over and found out about you know the chip and, or the clones and all that, um, they uh, killed anybody who knew anything else outside of Camino, who knew anything else about the, uh, the clones and the chips and everything. Um, Here we go. Uh, they remove a chip from fives that's perfectly intact. And then they, in, in the scene, they go to uh, the embryo room and discover that the inhibitor chips are implanted in all clone embryos at stage three of their development. So they are embryos, like you said, but it's stage three um, time, which I don't know what stage three is, but. It's not right away. It's 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 later in their development. Um, and there was there were several clones that knew about it, uh, and a Jedi named Shaktai um, was present when they discovered it, uh, and was killed later on. Uh, by uh, Count Count Dooku and some of his cronies. Count Dooku. Count Dooku. Anyway, so that's I mean that's kind of the the basis of it and the background of it. Um, Order sixty six was not the original programming. It was added later by uh, Palpatine and his cronies um, as a failsafe because Palpatine um, wanted to basically manipulate the situation so the clones were the reason that they fought with um they started that war and he could come in and save the day and you know make peace and all that um unfortunately during the time period when the clones were actually fighting and everything there was a lot of people that died but you know we know that uh, the sith don't care about that kind of stuff right <clears throat> Devastating loss of life. Uh, that's really the uh, the background and everything, basis of it. Um, anything you got on it? Questions about it? No. No. no? Yeah. Simple. It was ingenious, I guess. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, even the original idea of them uh, just making clones so they had um, the ability to defend themselves, uh, potentially uh, a pre-trained army that, um, you know, they could uh, use and not have to worry about killing civilians or whatever, um, you know, or recruiting civilians or anything. They had a army that was designed just to do that. Yeah, it was, and then the uh, sabotage of it was even a better idea, I think. Yeah. Go on, get some news. 
so let's do this. Are you planning your next trip to Tatooine? Well, come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where our droids will spruce up your wagon. We'll service just about anything from Starfighter Corellian Y1300 Freighter to a Vespa hovering scooter. If we don't have the part, we can get it. If you qualify for our special program, we'll provide you with any parts our Jawas can get. Well, that's right. Come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop where we can store fuel and upgrade your vessel. We're located at Tatooine's Moss Eisley Spaceport. Hangar 35. Website, you get a uh, form you can fill out. Um, it asks you two questions. Well, generally, it asks you for you to come up with a name, and we don't care what name it is. And then the other um, option is to submit your feedback. And it's just a you can type as much as you want in the field there and, and fill it out. Once you click it uh, to send it, it comes to us as a uh, as an email and. Um, you know, it doesn't trace back to you in any way or fashion because it's um, not set up to do that. It doesn't tell us anything about you. Um, we also have a link on the website for um, questions of the week. You can um, answer the questions of the week and put comments after that. Maybe you have more ideas around what we're asking about the questions of the week. Um, we also have the email that you just heard. And uh, we're on YouTube, and YouTube has comments as well. And so we're just looking for all the comments everywhere um, so that we know that you're listening and we uh, can improve and, and uh, provide better information for you guys. As, uh, as Pink Floyd said, is there anybody out there? Yeah, exactly. Anybody else? Back section. So let's get into the uh, episodes that we've got. The first one again is uh, episode season one, episode fifteen, Return to Camino, and uh, we see them on the sh their shuttle, uh, and uh, we we see the team going through the shuttle, but um, on board this shuttle. Um, is a hunter and of course crosshair is with him as well crosshair comes to his uh cell if you want to call that and um tells him this is where he tells him that he was uh you know wish that he could get the whole squad um but um he's going to set a trap for them anyway um and hunter says they won't come but uh oh he knew they were going to come yeah, Crosshair, uh, Crosshair is pretty confident they're gonna they're gonna come. Um, 
Blah, blah, blah. And then we go back to our squad, and they're on Ord Mantle. Um, Echo is making repairs to the ship. Um, Omega is complaining because she's bored and it's taking too long. Um, Echo tells her to focus. If she focuses and, and helps out instead of um, being impatient, it'll go faster. You know, that's kind of what Echo is trying to say. Um, well, Omega is determined to get back to Dario and rescue Hunter, um, which she, they don't realize yet that he's left Dario. Uh, again, the ship needs repair. She asks, or he asks her for a spanner and some help uh, doing the repairs. Um, they finally get it fixed, and uh, Tech is working on getting the uh, electronic stuff online. Um, Rekker reports that Gregor is with Sid. And that she wasn't too happy with it. Oh, she, she's babysitting uh, Gregor. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Tech says that everything's up and running. And they receive a transmission um, from Hunter's comm signal. Because uh, if you remember at the beginning, uh, uh, Crosshair turned on his comm signal. Yeah, took it from him and took turned it on. As you walk out yeah. of their old quarters or whatever. Exactly. And uh, this is when they figure out that Hunter is no longer on Dario. Um, and that he's on a ship traveling somewhere. Um, and then we cut to a scene where we see the, uh, the uh, ship that Crosshair's on and Hunter's on lands uh, on Camino. Uh, and Hunter has marched out uh, with a bunch of elite squad troopers in Crosshair, and they meet uh, Vice Admiral Rampart. Crosshair tells Rampart that the plan is to intercept the rest of the Bad Batch uh, shortly. And Rampart talks to Hunter a little bit, uh, telling, that his, telling Hunter that his squad has been a thorn in his side, especially on Ryalok. Um, and this is when Rampart tells Crosshair he needs to stay on schedule so they can, uh, you know, keep up with their plans with what they're planning. Uh, and uh, one of the uh, um, elite squad troopers. Uh, gives Crosshair a hard time about, um, you know, him. They don't trust him completely still because they think he's loyal to his old squad still. Uh, and Rampart says that if Crosshair's plan fail, fails, there won't be a problem anymore um, because he's planning on, you know, destroying them anyway. Um, and he orders the uh, the shock for the elite squad troopers to keep an eye on um, Crosshair and everybody to make sure that um, you know they're prepared if something happens. And then we uh, cut back to the Marauder. It's in hyperspace already, and uh, 
tech warns that the Empire is probably using Hunter's Com to lure them uh, to Camino, which they've already determined. Well, of course. On Camino. Wrecker says there's no turning back now. They have to, they don't leave uh, you know, person we don't behind. Leave brothers. Oh. Mm, sounds right. kind of familiar. Kind of. Something or something. Yeah. Uh, Tech asks Omega if she's certain about the, the coordinates. And Omega explains that the coordinates are a landing pad that can be used outside of Tapio City. Um, yeah. And it's Echo is warning that Echo's warning that the uh, all the platforms will be swarming with. Uh, Empire Troopers. And this, this is one. where Omega says, not this one. You have to oh. trust her. And uh, that's when we see them um, you know, coming in on the planet and they come up and the coordinates are in the middle of the ocean, basically, in the middle of the water. Yeah. And and uh, Tech is like, I'm here. What's, what's going on? I don't see no platform. <laughs> I'll see a platform. What's going on? And they, um, Omega says they need to go. They need to go a little bit lower, um, yeah. closer to the water. And uh, then all of a sudden, Echo reports that the ship's scanners detect a large structure beneath the water. Um, and Omega says you need to go a little bit lower, lower still. Keep <laughs> going lower, and all of a sudden, the platform. Uh, Appears out of the water, out of the water. and she uh, explains that it's a it's it's only triggered if you're a certain height from level of, at the water level. Um, merges, they land. Um, Wrecker thanks Omega for uh, finding this platform, and um, they ask how they're going to get to the city because they're pretty far away. Um, and Omega replies that there's a tube system connecting a bubble train. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a system that connects the uh, uh, city from underwater. Um, and they, so they go down some sort of elevator that uh, takes them into a room down below. Um, and they ride through. Uh, the tunnel system to go and this is where uh omega says that the the tube they're on leads to malasay's uh, uh secret under underwater lab um private research lab that's what they called it um and it's um, not known by very very many um people on camino um so so it's kind of like it's kind of a secret um and there, uh, Omega is, is getting anxious, of course. She doesn't uh, like the idea of being on the planet in the first place. Um, but she's so, you know, Echo asks her about it. And she says she'll be all right. She's, uh, she's here to get uh, Hunter, and that's all that matters. Um, and then we flash to a scene where Hunter is walking... Um, Past a bunch of uh, stormtroopers, and he asks, "Where are the, all the regs?" Um, 
and they both kind of notice that there's no they don't see any clones left on Camino. Every time they look, it's a it's a, some sort of trooper that's that's a human type of trooper. Um, doesn't he say? Doesn't he say they're already off world? Yeah, he mentions that, um, and he also Hunter also notices that Crosshair is not really concerned about the uh, Empire phasing out the clones. You know, meaning that maybe. He thinks that Crosshair thinks that he's already, um, you know, guaranteed not to be phased out. Um, Crosshair uh, just seems to be getting darker and darker. Yeah. And uh, this is when Crosshair um, points the points the gun at um, Hunter and because you know, he Hunter is asked keeps asking him why he doesn't care about the clones being phased out. And he says only the ones that matter are not being phased out. Um, <laughs> and most of them most of them don't matter. Um, and they lead him to a control room um, with the uh, elite squad and one of the people from the squad tells, Crosshair they detected a ship entering the, uh, the system, um, but they lost it because it, it was uh, low radar range, which is part of that platform that they landed the ship on. It's it's so close to the water they don't scan that close to the water, you know, because they don't want to pick up wildlife. I guess. Um, uh, crosshair. Uh, says not to bother with sending out uh, troops to find him because he says the uh, the Bad Batch team will come to them um, to rescue uh, Hunter. Um, they don't leave their own behind most of the time, he says. <laughs> and Hunter asks if he's trying to kill them. Um, and this is where, at this time, Crosshair doesn't answer the question but says, but says if he did, um, that Hunter would be dead already. If he did want to kill him, Hunter would be red, yeah. dead already. And then we go back to our team. They uh, they make it through the tunnel and end up in Nalase's lab. Um, and this is where Omega, again, says that most people in the city did not know about the lab. Um, so they kind of found a, a pretty good hideout about it, and it may not even be on some of the maps that, that uh, are for the city. Um, and uh, Wrecker is is making conversation. He says, "What's so special about this lab anyway?" Um, and Omega explains yeah. that this is the lab where she was created, and the rest of the Bad Batch were created. Yeah, um, where their mutations were enhanced right. and and everything. Um, and she was present during the creation of every one of the, the Bad Batch Unit 99 clones. So there it is. She's older than them. She's older than them. And uh, yeah. And that's when More knowledge. Ekro reports that all the files have been wiped and there's nothing left on the system. 
So the Empire is kind of cleaning up and, and deleting the all the drives and everything on in, on Camino. Um, This is where they hear a noise and um, they uh, train their weapons towards the noise and the droid AZ I3 appears and apparently Omega knows the droid, which we've seen her talk to it before. Um, and he, he's hiding down there because uh, the Empire is deactivating non-essential droids. We're sending an off-world um, to be eliminated. Um, and Echo asks if the uh, if it was the clones that were doing the evacuation and, and removal of all non-essential personnel. And uh, this is where AZ says that um, the other uh, troopers that aren't clones were doing all this. Um, with the exception of CT-9904, which is Crosshair. That's when uh, everybody realizes that Crosshair is, is on the planet also. Um, well, of course. And the droid advises them to leave now while they can. Um, and this is where Omega and the team kind of agree that they're here to rescue Hunter, and that's uh, they're not willing to leave until they've got Hunter. Uh, and they track Hunter to the central cloning platform. Um, so they start on their way to um, find him along with, uh, you know, the droid AZ following along. Uh, and then we switch to Hunter and Crosshair on the platform, you know, the, the training platform. And Hunter tells him that, that um, he doesn't understand why Crosshair is, is siding with the Empire. They're occupying multiple planets and he's seen it himself with his own eyes. Um, he's trying to, you know, get Crosshair to change his mind for what he's doing and, and all that. Um, but Crosshair tells Hunter that he doesn't see the bigger picture and promises that he will eventually. Uh, and this is what, right. And this is where Hunter also tells Crosshair that the Empire is, is controlling him using an inhibitor chip in his head. Um, and we see an alarm sound and there's a platform that begins to come up from underneath and the Bad Batch team is on the, the platform. In here the corridor, blah, blah, blah. And they, they notice he's in there. Uh, and they also recognize the uh, TK troopers that they saw on Dario and when they were in that hidden uh, base. Um, crosshairs crew. Yeah, crosshairs. 
Well, I mean, TK troopers are the human, some of the human troopers too. They don't really like crosshair, but. And, uh, you know, when they go up, it's just the team, they leave a, they leave Omega and um, the AZ droid in, in the room below where the lift goes up and Omega is supposed to contact Rex um, and wait for him because they, you know, they don't think that she can uh, handle the uh, firefight that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, so they so Crosshair greets them and tells them they don't need their weapons and asks them to drop their weapons. And uh, you know eventually, because the other guys are pointing weapons at him, they they drop their weapons and he says, "See, following orders isn't that difficult." <laughs> um, and he, and he asks where Omega is. Um, and this is when Rector says they didn't bring her. And Crosshair says, oh, you've you never really been a good liar. Yeah. And uh, this is when Echo activates um, a signal telling... Uh, Omega and AZ that they need to they need to leave the laboratory. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Omega is unwilling to leave, and uh, you know the droid is still trying to tell her it's a bad idea. It's very dangerous. Um, must go. Must go. Yeah, and and uh, this is where she activates several of the training droids. <laughs> Several. Um, <laughs> a few too many. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's uh eventually it take the, the training droids take out the uh elite squad and several other troopers that are there. Um and we see because there's so many of them, uh eventually Crosshair um joins the team to defeat all the training droids mm -hmm. um and we we hear you know during the, the fighting and stuff hunter and crosshair are talking um and he he says he crosshair says he had no intention of killing them despite um their treason um and that's when hunter says they're loyal to each other and not necessarily the empire and uh, this is where Crosshair points out again that um, they're loyal to each other, but not to Crosshair. And Crosshair offers Hunter and, the, and they, they uh, eventually end up defeating most of the uh, droids. Um, this is where Crosshair offers the team a chance to, uh, to join him in the Empire. And one of the uh, uh, other troopers ends up finding Omega and tells Crosshair um, over a comlink. Uh, and they want 
Crosshair wants to send her and her off world. Um, and this is where Hunter says that uh, that she's not going with him. That that uh, Omega belongs to you know the Bad Batch team. Cool. And Crosshair says this that that uh, she has no. Um, she shouldn't be with the team because they're always in danger. Um, she's just a child. She shouldn't be uh, pretending oh, to be. He's uh, not just a child. Yeah. She shouldn't be pretending to, to be an adult. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Any, any, uh, Extends an invite to them again to join him. Um, Hunter asked Crosshair if, why he would why they should trust him, and Crosshair orders his troopers to stand down. And when the troopers refuse. Uh, Crosshair shoots at, um, shoots the other troopers, the other squad troopers. I thought one got on. Thought that's one. The one that got out. That's the one that got out and found Omega. Yeah. Um, he left before all this happened. Uh, the uh, that trooper that's with Omega um, asks her to come along come with him and she says that she can't she's in the middle of something um and she ends up uh pushing one of the buttons in the storage compartments knock her down um and knock the uh trooper down and she's able to activate one of those drawers to open to, to knock him down and they uh they escape Um, this is where Crosshair is still trying to convince them to join. They're meant to do more than just drifting through the galaxy. Um, and Crosshair says not to make the same mistake twice and not to become his enemy. Hunter responds <laughs> that they were never in They enemies. were never. Yeah. And uh, okay, so they uh, bad batch kills all the droids, blah blah. Um, and then we um see a scene where uh, bad batch watch well, quickly retreats with the droid, um, sealing the exits of the training room, and uh. This is where uh, we see um, Admiral Amp Rampart uh, say that they're going to evacuate the, the facility, and um, the uh, so that guy takes that, off. And this is where that one droid, uh, or not one droid, uh, a trooper is informing Admiral Rampart that uh, he doesn't trust Crosshair anymore. 
he's lost control of the situation. And Rampart says that um, once all the forces have been pulled out, the, the clones will die together. The, the, the whole squad will die together, including Crosshair. Uh, and that guy escapes on a shuttle along with uh, Admiral Rampart. Uh, they meet up with um, Tarkin on the ship. Um, Tarkin asks about the chief scientist and Rampart reports the scientist and the cloning technology are now under control of, of the Empire and Tarkin uh, orders, tells him to fire whenever he's ready and Rampart uh, orders that the uh, facility be fired upon. Yeah, all the all the uh, command ships are where. Exactly. Uh, and, and this is when we see it they start to, to fire and everything. And Omega escapes up to the training area facility. Um, and this is another opportunity where Hunter tells Crosshair to forget about the Empire. And he'll help remove the inhibitor chip. And this is where we get the big reveal. Crosshair reveals that he Got had the ship removed a long time ago. And Hunter asks him when, and Crosshair shows it doesn't matter. But this is who, he's, who he is. This is uh, not the chip telling him uh, to follow orders and everything. Uh, and Hunter stuns Crosshair, um, knock him out. And they all try to uh, escape the room, um, you know, because the place is being fired at. So they they grab him up and start running, uh, trying to get to the ship that they've already got landed on the platform. Um, and this is where Tech tells them that there's three Ventor class ships that are uh, that are firing. Like I said, they, they, they're running through the corridors, blah, blah, blah. And the facility is, is falling, is getting blown to pieces. And that's when that? we end the uh, show. The elevator, didn't they? Nope, they ended as, they, as, as we watched the, the ship's fire on the city. Choo, 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 choo. They're, they're firing like crazy, right? Um, and so, so that's uh, that's the end of the episode, and that's brings up my my question for that episode of the week: Is does Crosshair really think that he could be useful to the Empire? And and we assume he, he does because that's he keeps trying to convince our team, right? Uh, yeah, he he thinks he is, or whatever. But do you think really he is? Do you think the Empire has a use for him? Or no. Do they, are they just no. trying to eliminate a threat? They're just trying to eliminate them all. That's kind of what I think, too. They're trying to get them together because they're 
you know, they're pretty hard to capture in the first place. Yeah, the generals don't care. They just want right. the they just want the caminos off there and so they can blow the world up. Yep, yep. So that, that's the end of that one. So let's, uh, let's do a wand We are proud to welcome our latest sponsor, Wands Cantina, where every first week of the month on the standard galactic calendar, we celebrate what the ancients call Cinco de Mayo. Come join us at Wands for the food, mariachi music, and 34 flavors of margaritas. That's Wands Cantina right next to the Hangar 94 of Moss Eisley Spaceport. On day two of the week, is Taco Tuesday. All tacos are half a credit each and enjoyed with our house margaritas. Juan's Cantina also serves the Galactic Flamus Dos Camarones Azul Cerveza imported directly from Kessel. Thank you again for our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina. Juan's Cantina, yeah. Lots of margaritas. Um, 34 flavors, they say. <laughs> So the next episode is uh, episode 16, Camino Lost. Um, and the title is very descriptive on, you know, as we can see uh, from the previous episode. This episode returns to the same scene where the ships are choo-choo firing at the city and destroying it. Um, and they, there's a point where the, uh, the, where the, building or whatever the, of the city is is anchored they shoot it out and it starts to fall into the water and it falls uh, down so there's nothing attaching anymore so the, the entire building or whatever is falling sideways through the uh, water and that's where we see our crew is starting to slide down the decks of the, the floor and stuff and they're trying to grab onto stuff uh, eventually they most of them catch onto something but then they um, the building hits bottom and it, it's such a jolt that it knocks them all down and stuff piles on top of them. Uh, yeah, knock to the ground. Uh, Omega is separated from the others um, by a mal mal malfunctioning door. Um, And this is where we switch to Rampart, Admiral Rampart. He's telling uh, uh, everyone the uh, planet's been destroyed. Uh, everything's collapsing into the sea. And he's very pleased at um, the destruction. Uh, and he orders them to rendezvous with the rest of the Imperial fleet. And uh, then we come back to uh, our team. They're still knocked out, but AZ, the AZ droid uh, wakes up and um, gets Omega going and everything. Uh, and he urges her to leave as soon as possible. Um, but Omega soon finds Crosshair's uncross, uh, unconscious and trapped between behind, underneath some big heavy metal parts of the building. Uh, they're unable to free him um, and she contacts uh, Hunter and the team, warns them that the room is flooding 
and the crosshairs trapped. Uh, and tech reports that all compromised compartments are sealed to contain flooding and they need to override the, the protocols to open the door. Uh, this is where we see Wrecker trying to pry open the blast doors. Uh, and Crosshair wakes up and is greeted by the droid and Omega trying to get him free. Um, meanwhile, they're still trying to get the door open. Omega dives under the water to struggle and struggles to free him. Um, and she tells uh, AZ to go underwater and uses boosters. Uh, yeah. Omega, Omega fires her. Omega fires her energy bow at the debris to loosen it up. She fires like several shots, like five or so, um, and eventually it, it loosens the the heavy metal from him. Eventually, and he gets out. He doesn't know and what they, to think. Yeah, Omega struggles to, to get the door open. Um, but, uh, the bad, but uh, the other side where Wrecker is trying to open up, they finally get it open. Um, and this is where Hunter explains that the Empire is the one that was firing at the, uh, at the city. Uh, Tech says they have to get topside. Before the entire structure is is you know, all all the way to the ground, I guess. Uh, so stressful. Yeah. Um, and they finally figure out that they they can't get through any other way. Um, they have to go back through the tunnels so they can get to the ship. Um, and they start going through the tunnels underwater. And Omega is uh, looking at the uh, you know the incubator tanks. She's got her hand up there. Um, she's not happy that they're destroyed. Uh, and she sees that the the tunnel is not secure. It's starting to crack from the pressure of the water, you know, the underwater tunnel. Uh, And they start to see water coming in through cracks in the tunnels. Uh, they go to higher ground. They see, just gotta go. They just gotta get out of there. Run. Gotta get out of there. This is where they um, end up at their old barracks and. Uh, you know, Echo says that the place doesn't smell as bad. <laughs> and Hunter, Hunter and Crosshair are still uh, throwing jabs at each other. Hunter says that um, they made a choice and so did he. And this is where we get another 
soldiers follow orders from Crosshair. And Hunter says blind allegiance makes them pawns. And that a real leader protects his squad. True that. Now Crosshair replies by saying that they're all going to die now due to his failed leadership. So he had to come along for the ride. Yeah. So we could have just left you under that polish. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and to get into, uh, they, they find, like I said, they find that their only exit's going to be through the tunnel system. And uh, AZ welds a door open so they can get into the tunnels. Uh, and as they enter, the tunnels, um, you know, we see cracking and we hear noise and um, uh, Rector blames him for the mess, blames Crosshair for the mess they're in because they wouldn't be there if Crosshair wouldn't have done all this stuff. Um, and Rector's mentions that they still would have come back for him uh, you know despite all the hardship that they he's caused the team Foster Crosshair you know tech says something about how uh, you know it's crosshair's nature and Crosshair was like, hey, why are you defending me? Um, and Tech clarifies that he's not. He just understands him. But, but that doesn't mean he agrees with him. Uh, and this is where we get uh, where Omega is nervous about the tube system. It's not very stable. Um, but it's the only way they have to go. Uh, and then they have to get through the tunnel as quick as possible. And this is where we hear the, some big beast roar in the distance in the ocean. Um, and they ask Omega if the tunnels are protected, um, to which the AZ droid says they're protected as long as there's power, um, except for the power is currently turned off. Um, we see uh, this large creature just as they exit the tubes. He bites into um, one of the tubes uh, that they're exiting through and uh, you know, shakes it, rattles a little bit, and then all of a sudden power is restored and it uh, you know, gets a little electrical jolt. The animal that's biting, it's a jolt. Uh, and it, and it it's enough to scare away the, the big uh, sea monster. And they quickly seal the, the tunnels. They escape and seal the tunnels so that when the tunnels uh, begin to collapse, they don't get flooded. And shortly after that, the power shorts out um, on the 
in the systems and they have to climb through a hatch that leads to Nolixley's lab again. And, uh, uh, you know, Crosshair is asking what the heck this little, this area is, is about. And uh, hey. Tech explains that this is where the mutations were manipulated, their mutations and um, were manipulated and enhanced. And, uh, you know, Crosshair's like, well, how would she know about that? Because he's referring to Omega telling him. And uh, Tech explains that, that she was there and that she's, this is, this means that she's technically older than them. Kind of like we said before. Uh, and they noticed that the, uh, Tube leading towards the landing pad has been completely destroyed, uh, trapping them in the lab. Uh, and we uh, see the clones resting in the lab. Um, in AZ's uh, power cells are starting to um, you know, be depleted. And Echo reports that long-range comms are down and their oxygen levels will be critical in a few hours. Uh, and this is where Crosshair throws another shot saying that, uh, why are they letting the kid call the shots? And this is when Hunter says, hey, that kid saved your life. Unlike the Empire who would have left him for dead. And Hunter, or Crosshair accuses Hunter for taking things personally. When Hunter again replies back saying, hey, you know, they did destroy the entire city. And Crosshair replies with, they did what needed to be done. <laughs> um, and Crosshair says that the, uh, the regular clones and Camino is the Galactic Empire's time is over. So the entire operation's over with. They don't need them anymore. Uh, he says Hunter made the wrong choice. Uh, Hunter warns Crosshair that the Empire only... How can, how, can, how, can, how can Hunter make the wrong choice when he was made a clone like he is? Just like, just like Crosshair. I mean, he makes the wrong choice on, the, on what side yeah. he's on. Yeah, well, I think if they would have gone back, they all would have been killed, too. Even Crosshair. Yep, I agree. I think they probably would have, too. Uh, and uh, this is where Hunter says that, that uh, Crosshair is only a number to the Empire. Um, and then we see uh, Crosshair sitting off to himself in... He's contemplating that idea. Uh, and Omega comes over and sits next to him. Boy. Um, and she talked about how she spent most of her life in this lab, um, that she was yeah. mostly alone down here while the Bad Batch was created, along with Malice. And she, uh, she's, 
she says that she was made here also, and he replies that that doesn't, just because she's a clone doesn't make her one of them. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah, and Omega is like, uh, you know, I wanted to believe that it was the inhibitor chip that was causing me to be like this, um, but she was wrong. And, and gets up and walks away disgusted with his uh, way his, he's treating her and stuff. Uh, and this is where Echo says that they should use the medical capsules to escape. Um, because they're going to, you know, they're going to run out of oxygen soon. He says that the, the medical tubes should contain the air in them and they'll be buoyant enough to be able to float to them. On the top, which is something we, sh we should have heard uh, Tech say, but Echo says it instead. Um, and they're concerned about all the debris out in the uh, in the water because the capsule may hit the debris. They won't have control over steering it. And uh, the droid says that that they that he can uh, steer the capsules to avoid any debris that will cause the capsule to break. Um, blah, blah, blah. And Crosshair proposes the droid uh, do this, um, which makes him, you know, he's contributing to their escape, so he's participating with the team again for some reason. And uh, you know, AZ gives a commitment and says that his that their well-being and safety is his primary objective. So he's going to do everything he can to get them to safety. Uh, so they plant a bunch of detonators to blow out the windows and get themselves in the capsules. Uh, and this is where we see Wreckers complaining about he barely fits in one of the capsules. <laughs> Suck it in, buddy. Yeah. And we also get something about how the droid is drawing on reserve power. Um, and he tells Omega that they need to hurry. Uh, so with the explosive set, um, they all final, the rest of them get in the capsules. And Hunter and Crosshair are in the same tank. You know, I guess so they keep, he can keep an eye on him. He doesn't trust him, I guess. <laughs> the rest of them have their own tanks. Um, there just wasn't enough tanks for all of them, I guess. Um, and that's when Omega, Omega turns on the explosives and they all are swept out into the ocean water. Uh, we see yeah, several scenes where uh, AZ is batting them away from uh, different debris. Um, and he loses control of Omega's capsule at one point. Um, and it begins to descend to the ocean floor. Uh, and so AZ goes down to retrieve it. Uh, and as he is pushing her up and he has gotten everybody um, safe from debris, um, but he loses power as he is um, getting Omega's capsule to the surface. 
and he finally uh, gets her free of debris and pushes her, but loses power completely and begins to fall um, to the ocean floor. Uh, and this is where we see Omega uh, jump out of her capsule um, and says, where's AZ, AZ, blah, blah, blah. And she sees that he's falling down. She jumps in the water to, to go save uh, the droid. Uh, she soon finds him and grabs him, um, but is having trouble getting up. Um, but we see, uh, you know, Hunter is looking, but Crosshair's, um, you know, over his shoulder, uh, he pulls his weapon out, and Hunter thinks he's aiming the weapon at him, but Crosshair's actually aiming at um, the droid to throw a grappling hook. Um, he throws the grappling hook and catches him and pulls the droid back up along with uh, you know, Omega. And they both come to the surface. Uh, Wrecker gives Crosshair the evil eye um, and kind of points his blaster at Crosshair, which uh, Crosshair throws his rifle over to Wrecker. Uh, and Tech says they have a visual on the Marauder and tells him to start paddling um, their uh, tubes over to yeah, the they paddle. location. Yeah, they're, they're, they used them as rowboats or whatever, right? And it says at daybreak they reach the landing platform uh, and they they kind of get up there and, you know, watch the rest of the city burning in the background. Um, they can see it in the distance. Um, Tex says that they should hurry up and leave before the, the Empire scouts show up. Um, Wrecker asks Crosshair if he's coming with them. And Crosshair says that none of this has changed anything. Hunter tells Crosshair that he offered him a chance, and this is his chance to uh, join them again. Um, and Crosshair replies that he's made his, his decision already. Uh, Hunter says that they they want things to be different, and it doesn't make him it doesn't make them enemies. And we see Crosshair staring off into the horizon. Uh, you know, kind of ignoring the team. Uh, they all climb aboard the uh, Marauder and Omega stands out with Crosshair for a little bit um, before running in to join. She thanks uh, Crosshair for saving the AZ droid and Crosshair tells her to consider them even, meaning, you know, he saved her, she saved him, so they're even. Uh, and she tells Crosshair that she's still her brother, and um, he's her brother too. And Crosshair's sad that he's going to be left alone. And then we later see uh you know, as the ship's leaving, we go to another ship and we see a, a starfighter escorting 
a transport shuttle to the planet Wayland. It lands on a base in the mountain, and clone commandos escort Nalasea off the ship. She's greeted by a medical officer who tells her that they admire her talents. And that Nalasea will has the Empire has big things for her. And they escort her inside the base. Dun, dun, dun. That's the end of the episode. Stay out in the one. All they want to do is learn learn about that clone. You know. Yep. Yeah, get rid of her. Yep. Once they once they figure out the technology, they probably get rid of her. I guess, but yeah, so that is um, the end of the episode. My question that I put here is kind of a silly one, but it's, uh, do you think that we'll see AZ um, as part of the team in season two, since they rescued the droid and everything? Yeah. So we're going to have... Uh, just going to throw them away. Yeah. We're going to have two droids, and we're going to have the Gonky droid and the AZ droid to provide more comic relief, I guess. That would be interesting. And maybe they'll go, maybe they'll, maybe they'll go after Camille. Or the, what's her name? Um, rescue her. Yeah. Could, could be, could be they do. Um, you know, that, that, um, planet uh, base thing, Wayland. That's the uh, same planet that I told you about that uh, uh, Thrawn uses to um, clone different people. They use the technology that they learn from the Kamoans and and they end up cloning different things. And uh, you know, there's a supposed project uh, that has to do with um, you know, that supposed replacement of uh, the Emperor, what was his name? Uh, the big guy. Yeah. I've got a, a thing I'm going to Here it is. Supreme Leader Snoke. It's supposed to be a Project Snoke that gets created not long after LSA is on, the, on that planet. Um, which is you know, a project the project where they try to clone Palpatine and put his essence into a clone. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's it. Any comments or concerns or you need some feedback? Everybody give us feedback. Answer the questions. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what we did wrong. Tell us if we have bad opinions. Tell us all of it. Give us all your comments, right? 10 4. Get her done. Yeah, send us some feedback. So I realized. That we didn't run a spoiler alert today, so well, everybody was not warned. Oh, spoiled. No. Um, 
So I want to talk real quick about, you know, something we've been talking about on, on text and stuff. So do, yeah. have we decided that we're going to um, rewatch some movies and review the movies the next couple of weeks? Yeah. One movie That's at a time cool. is what we're thinking. Yeah. You want to take a uh, break for a week and maybe start up or do you want to um, start up next week? Uh, start up next week. Sounds good to me. We'll do that. So we're going to, in preparation for the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we're going to watch um, some of the prequel movies and, um, you know, kind of learn more about Kenobi and everything like that in preparation for the show coming up. Um, so we're going to start with uh, the first one. Which, uh, what was that first one called, Scott? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, you tell me. It was called The Phantom Menace, Episode One, Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Then it's the then Sith the one. Attack of the Clones and then the Revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. And I don't think we'll have time to, to do Solo or Rogue One. Um, but if we have time, I'd like to watch New Hope. Um, okay. Because he's in there a little bit, um, quite a bit, I guess. Um, but he dies, um, I don't know, maybe halfway through it, I think. Mm-hmm. He gets, it could be sooner than that. I can't remember if it's right at the beginning or if it's in the middle. I can't remember. But oh. um, Kenobi dies uh, in that movie. And they get to the, you know, the Death Star, whatever. Right? And, you know, just for all of our reference, the Death Star is out, is, is uh, circling a planet called Yavin um, yeah. as posing to be a moon of a moon um, of Yavin. And yeah. that's where that's where they get all the timeline stuff for all of these shows is um, everything's based off of the initial battle at Yavin. Um, so New Hope uh, actually happens at zero battle of Yavin. Um, zero after the battle of Yavin is what they call it, or zero before the battle of Yavin, whichever one you want to do. Um, so. Anything else, Scott? No. Let's run that. the outro. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash r-a-b-r kyledrickinson.us That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u-s left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Bridging Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Bridging Room website at R-A-B-R dot K
K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle Johnson, and this is Andrew Scott. Say goodbye now. Bye-bye. 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 Mm.